2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi,
3: and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Timonini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear press conference audio from Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day and defensive coordinator Jim Knowles as they spoke to the collected media on the afternoon of Tuesday, November 8th, not only looking back at the game that was in Evanston, Illinois this past weekend, but also looking forward to this coming Saturday's game against the Indiana Hoosiers and much more. Now, before we get you into that audio, if you are finding this episode on our website, landgrantholyland.com, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your daily dose of podcasts so that you can get all of the unique, varied perspectives, conversations, and news that you can only hear from Land Grant Holy Land. We have already been giving you nearly two episodes every single day throughout the college football season, and now with both men's and women's basketball tipping off as well, there will be even more reasons for you to tune in to the Land Grant Holy Land Podcast feed. So with all of that out of the way, here's first Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day, and then after a short break, you'll hear from defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. All right, folks, thanks for being here. We'll open up uh, a press conference. Front row, out middle, joint
4: the conference as long dispatch. Ryan, to uh, you anything you can do as far as updating Drake, that I play just with the timetable?
1: No, no, no update this morning. And the same thing with the injuries, trying to stay away from the updates at this point, and then we'll just do the availability report. But nothing, nothing update there. Uh, Dave
4: Middle, uh, 24-7 Sports. Hi, Ryan. I'm going to ask you about your
0: running game defense are, of course, stacking the box against you guys, especially the last three weeks.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, does something need to improve with the offensive line and the running backs, or is it kind of like – we're doing as well as we can, considering. No,
1: no, no. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think we all need to do better. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, going back and watching the film, you know, we, we gotta we gotta block better, we gotta run better. Um, you know, we gotta try to do a better job equating numbers, you know, all of the above, because um, you know, certainly in games where they know you're gonna run it, you have to come up with with answers. But, but, um, but just moving forward in general, you know, we know we can do a better job, and so uh, we'll get back to work this week and get after it
4: work. I mean, obviously, you guys played in bad weather last year at Michigan. You played in bad weather on Saturday. Just, are there issues that you think are popping up that are consistent with playing cold weather that this team needs to get better at?
1: I think last week was just um, one of the most unique things I've ever been around. You know, just – I think someone said at one point there was a 80 mile an 80-mile-an-hour wind gust in the area. You know, like it was just very strange. So, um you know, if if we play in a game like that again, you know, I think – we would probably maybe try to you know run the quarterback a little bit more, um, you know a little bit earlier, but uh, that comes with risks as well. So um, no, I mean I think uh, there's there's bad weather and then there's extreme weather, and I thought that was you know pretty extreme on Saturday. Uh, Fourth right?
4: Spencer Leonard Monroe. Right. When you talk about the, the advantages and disadvantages of and C.J., is it just as simple as now that it's on film,
5: it's something that the defenses have to account for? Is that just as simple as that, or do you want to see that a little more become part of your
1: own? Well, I, I think CJ, um, you know, uh, embraced it, and you could see what he can do, uh, and I think it, it can be a weapon for us moving forward. So, um, you know, maybe we, we found a little something there, but that has pluses and minuses as well. Um, but at the end of the day, our running back's going got to run, and, uh, you know, our line's got to block, and, Tight end's got to block. Uh, receiver's got to be a part of it, You know whether it's the perimeter run game with the bubbles and things like that or coming down to block safeties. I mean, there's, everyone's got to be involved in this, and you know, we all just got to execute it better.
4: Uh, second left, CME, you always attribute things to the scheme, coaching, personnel, and personnel. We've asked you about the other two we'll pretty
0: frequently here. Yep. On the offensive line, obviously you've had the same starting lineup the entire. Have you guys thought about maybe switching some things up? And if guys like Josh Fire and Kamau he showed you some things that. I,
4: deserve
1: a chance. You know, I, I thought Josh, uh, when he came in, played well. Um, you know, having the six defense or uh, six offensive lineman in the game is is something that uh, we don't do a lot of. But when we've we've done it, it's it's been solid for us. And I think his play has been better. I think he's gotten better. I think he's, uh, you know, when you come back after that ACL, it takes a while to really not just be healthy, but to get to the level of play you were before. I think uh, he's getting to that point. I don't know if he's quite there yet, but he's he's getting there and had some good snaps on Saturday. Uh, but we're always looking at that. I mean, if there's a better, um, you know, guy or two that we can put on the field, we'll do that. Um, you know, right now we feel like we're playing the best five. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's out there practicing every day. Um, but but right now we feel like we're playing the best five.
4: Over to right down 30, Coach, you obviously, you, you want to be, you've talked about this in the past, we'll be perfect, uh, and, and, but you look at the landscape of college football and what happened this past weekend. Uh, is it important not to lose sight, though, that it's important to win, that these games, you know I mean, even if it's an ugly win, it's still a win?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, you play nine conference games, and, and then our 10th our was Notre Dame, and so that's 10 conference games, and you got to bring it every week, and um, you know, it's not like you, know, you can show up and just roll your helmets out there. It doesn't work that way. And when you have different situations, you, know, you put yourself at risk. And that's something that we brought up all along. Uh, we know that that's the case. And so we have to just keep finding ways to win. And um, I, I think that's very important to recognize that um, if you keep winning, you're going to keep moving on. So you know, style points or no style points win. That being said, when you look at the film, are we playing – really clean football in all areas? Are we, you know, getting better every week? Those are the things we're going to focus on, and uh, that's when we'll get back to work today, and uh, we'll have a meeting here at 2.30, identify the things we have going to get better at and have a good week of practice and go play Indiana.
4: How much are you uh, prepping for Michigan? How much have you done all along, and are you ramping up in some sense?
1: I mean, that's what we say around here is we live it every day, you know, working at it every day of the year, and – um, you know, we have to focus on on beating Indiana this week, but um, but the way that we approach it is we're working on that game every day of the year. You've talked about
4: toughness and physicality all offseason, all you know, every week. Now with that game you know, just a couple weeks away, do you feel like your guys are where they need to be toughness wise?
1: I think we've definitely shown it. I think you you can see that our guys have played physical um, and. You know, that's that's something that we've taken a lot of pride in this year. You know, you can see what we've done this season. Uh, but, again, it's it's something that is – you can't just say, oh you know, all of a sudden you're playing, you know, efficient football. You're playing tough football. You're playing clean football. You're doing this. You're doing that. And all of a sudden it's just going to happen again the next week. You just got to keep bringing it every week. And then at the end of the year, you'll look back on the body of work and then you can start identifying the things you've done well. But I think that um, throughout the year um, – you know, I think if you've seen some of the teams we played and talked to the teams we played, you've 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 recognized how hard, how tough we played. And again, the, the three things that we focused on is toughness, discipline and skill.
4: Coach, uh, like, what it practice?
1: Well, it's just a way of life. You know, it's the way that you wake up in the morning, it's the way you um, you meet, it's the way you practice, it's it's everything, you know, and it's not just the physicality, it's the mental approach, it's uh, being able to bring it every day in practice, but part of its physicality as well. You know, there's, there's a lot to that.
4: Ryan, uh, obviously the
0: the last month of the recruiting cycle is always crazy. seems like this year seems to be setting up for something even more chaotic around the country. Yep. Um, obviously knowing you can't speak to specific recruits, but what are you guys doing just as a staff to kind of prepare for what looks to be a pretty tumultuous uh, few weeks ahead?
1: Well, we can keep winning because that, you know, plays into it big time. You know, I think that all the recruits want to see, you know, uh, how well you're playing on Saturday and what you said in recruiting is actually happening. I think a big part of that is on defense. Some of the things that we've talked to recruits about on the defensive side, you know, they had to see it uh, with their own eyes. And I think that they're doing that. So, um, you know, we have our weekly calls and we touch touch base with guys, but... Um, you know, a big part of this is finishing the season strong and making sure that, you know, they see war at as a program because as you project out, you know, in college football, you want to make sure that you're part of a program that's winning and that has a lot of stability, and, and that's something that we sell a lot.
0: Well, I'm mean, that to that put on you guys to make sure you recruit the players that fit what you're looking for in your
1: Oh, that's everything right now. Well, you know. I guess I could say more than ever, but I'm sure you know it's, it's been like this for, for you know 30 years here. But you have to make sure that you're recruiting great people. I just, with the way that things have changed with the transfer portal, with, with NIL, um, a culture fit is, is critically important um, because not every day is going to be perfect. And you want to have guys that want to be Buckeyes for the right reasons. And they're going to work through adversity and tough times. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's a big part of the recruiting process.
4: Regarding that toughness, the last two weeks, Penn State, no question. Is that testimony over theory right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at the way that we played in, in that Penn State game in the fourth quarter, um, I mean, I just, I, I, you know, I can't say enough about the toughness of our team and just, I guess it was a, what twenty-eight to three at one point in the fourth quarter, winning games in the fourth quarter, and that's to me what what it's all about. And you know, I think the way that. Our defensive line found a way to win that game. You know, just being physical up front, tackling, um, you know, holding them to seven points, finding a way on offense to score, and moving on. Um, and I think again, that's that's something that we take a lot of pride in. It's got to continue to build as we go into November. You know, is that we want to have that as a badge honor.
4: Confidence moving forward, or how, how do you view it right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think our guys are very confident right now. Um, you know, there's not too many teams that are undefeated across the country and have won games in the fourth quarter like we have. You know, I think our guys believe that they can get the game into the fourth quarter and win the game in the fourth quarter. Um, you've seen, have seen us do that in big games here. You know, I think probably, you know, in the Rose Bowl, you saw that, that that happened. You saw it in the Notre Dame game. You saw it in the Penn State game. And and that's a big part of being tough is winning the game in the fourth quarter. Um, so, again, is everything perfect? No, it never is. It's a journey. It's a process. Um, you know, you're constantly challenging guys to get better in certain areas. Um, but, but you're seeing a lot of great things out there.
4: Brian, you mentioned you know, if he did it again, you might run CJ a little bit more, but we saw Ameka carry the ball twice, obviously the touchdown. We've seen a few of those this year yep. for not just him.
5: How much can you guys be creative in the run game if the traditional run game, for whatever reason, isn't
4: working on that given day?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's where a lot of those big plays came from was with some of those uh those type of plays. You know, when, when you when you go sideways, you run the risk of having negative plays. We had a couple that did happen that way and when you're in a a game like that and you're you're second and 14, that's not a good place to be in with you know that that type of environment. So we tried to stay on schedule um and we we did try to throw the ball too. You know, we felt like we wanted to at least try to to throw the ball and and you could see there was only a few types of throws that really worked um, even when the wind was at our back. So uh, we pushed. When the wind was at our back, we were trying to play fast. When the wind was in our face, we were trying to slow down a little bit. And, uh, But, yeah, I think you know those type of things, when you get the ball to the perimeter, created some big plays for us. Um, and there were some other ones that didn't that I thought if we had executed better, could have been better plays. I
5: want to ask a bit of a different football question about uniforms. Of course, teams across college football wear alternate uniforms in special occasions, marquee matchups, et cetera. Just want to get your take on uniforms. If you have any superstitions, things like
1: that. Um, I, I mean, I like the traditional uniforms. Um, I love that part of college football. Um, I think that some of our players and recruits like to see a different style and a different uh, swag and look to the uniforms, and that's that's great. But um, I'm more of a traditionalist and, and love um, you know the, the look that's been um, in college football for a long time. Certainly at Ohio State, you know, in, in, the, in the jerseys that we've worn. Um, but they even just across the country in all the different uniforms over the years, there's just something about that that, that I like.
5: Uh, far left, uh, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Saying that you're evaluating everything as far as the run game is, thanks to the offensive line right now, are you satisfied with the execution that's there? Do you think schematically there needs to be some shifting? How hardly you parsing that?
1: Yeah, um, looking at all those things, um, I think – I mean, you know our expectation here. Our expectation is to score every time we have the ball. So, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking at it like that, no, it's not good enough, and we need to be better. Um, and, you know, certainly the O-line is a big part of that, but the running backs are too, the tight ends, um, the wide receivers, the quarterback. Everyone's involved in the run game. So um, – and especially in a game like that where, you know, they're all down in there and everyone has to do their part to equate numbers. So um, – that's yeah, something we'll just we'll keep looking at and trying to make sure we have the right stuff in and then and then holding you know everybody accountable to do their job and that's that's coaches players everybody
5: The conditions and or mind's hand play into it all how much you can use a running back screen game against
1: you know i i think when we start to identify all those things it looks like you know well, we're making excuses so we can't do that i mean the bottom line is we got to go out there and run the football and there's going to be you know conditions there's going to be you know injuries bumps and bruises at the end of the day you know, we got to go out there and produce, and that's the bottom line. Second
4: left, Steve 24-7 sports. Yeah, Coach, uh, Indiana, I think they've only won one Big Ten game in two years now, one in 14, I think, over the two years. Just, uh, You just played a team kind of a similar record, and they didn't quit. They didn't back down. Just uh, what do you expect out of this team coming in and, and know that they gave you guys a really tough game here two years ago?
1: Yeah, um, and, and I thought Fitz did a great job, and his staff did a great job getting everybody going last week. A lot of respect for him and his staff. But same thing with Tom Allen. I mean, you guys know how um, you know much of a competitor he is, and certainly has his hands all over the defense. Um, So same thing. They're going to come in here and fight and play really, really hard. They always have. Um, That's a program with a lot of pride. He has a lot of pride. So um, you know, we got to. It's a noon kick. You know, and we got to come out and and play a little better early on in the game. I think that's that's going to be important, and that'll be a focus this week.
4: What you just said, starting fast, Mm -hmm. three weeks in a row now, the other team maybe won the first quarter one way or the other. I don't know the points and all that, but uh, just getting off to a better start. Just what can you do?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you look at the Iowa and the Penn State game, um, I felt like we created some turnovers on it. I think we actually won those first quarters maybe, you know, but we we could have jumped on them early, and I think everyone feels that. Yeah, I feel the same way. So let's get in a rhythm early on and get going. And, um, you know, noon start, wake up fast and – you know, get to clicking some pads. Well,
4: I'm going to try to organize a lot of thoughts that I have here about the defensive line rotation. It seemed like going into big 10 play in Wisconsin, you feel like it'd be better to pare that down. I know that Larry's long-term philosophy is to rotate and has always mm-hmm. done that. Mm-hmm. He says he wants fresh guys in the fourth quarter. And I'm, unless I'm mistaken, JT played 11 snaps out of 23, exactly 12 in the fourth quarter. I just, when you look at it, what are the conversations like? Are you concerned about how it's going? Like, what's the rationale behind maybe what you're doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I think it's a good question. I, th- I think um, you know, the first thing is we have a deep D line, so I think that's the first thing. And um, like you said, the goal is to be fresh, and um, certainly at the end of games, but you know at the end of the season as well. I, I think for those guys, um, I think we were maybe in the. In the um, you know, like 70s or or late 70s, maybe 80 plays, something like that in the game. And and I think most of those guys were into the mid to high 50s. So, you know, almost 80% of the snaps they were in there for, which is, you know, in a day like that, it's pretty good. I think some of it plays into the personnel groupings. We do change some personnel groupings with Jim. You know, there's there's sub, there's big, there's sack. There's a lot of different things that come out there. So, um, you know, he's going to rotate those guys. And I I think the overall number was good. Um, You know, maybe... Maybe one of those guys got in a rotation, you know, in the fourth quarter there. Um, but but overall, you know, if they're on there for you know eighty to eighty five percent of the game in a big game like that, I think those are pretty good numbers and keeps guys healthy in a in a heavy running game like that.
4: Mike Hall specifically <clears throat> was that a product of Northwestern's heavy packages? Was is there still a pitch count for him? What was his workload? How was that? Managed?
1: I think you got the right idea there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's all the above. Yeah.
4: Uh, front row middle. Bill, the uh, middle dispatch Brian, I talked about the running game quite a bit. I uh, specifically about the third and ones and fourth and one. Where you, yeah, I understand if, if they've got nine guys in the box, you're right. not going to break eight-yard runs. But to me, we get not going to, to get one or two. Yep. When you dissected it, what did you see? Yeah,
1: I think that's a great point. Because of all the things that I was disappointed with on Saturday running the football, short yardage was the one that was high on the list. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know they're all going to be in there, and and, and we've got to convert in those situations. Um, I, I think um, it was a combination of things. Um, you know, there was a, there was a, there was multiple ones. You know, that that hurt us on third down. Um, but we didn't we didn't quite get the movement we wanted to, and um, you know we didn't quite you know enter the blocks the right way. Um, you know, there, you'll see a couple of them where we just we're not flush on the blocks. And then there's one scheme that we probably could have done a better job with in terms of uh, doing that, but. Um, but overall, it was just you know they they were down in there and we weren't getting enough movement. You know we gotta we gotta get our pads down lower. We gotta fit those blocks a little bit better. And then you know there was a couple of times we can get them in better place. So I think it's, again, it's not just one person you know that that made um, you know the mistake because there was multiple ones we didn't convert on.
4: How much was maybe the running back going by? And you know on one play it looked like he could have cut back. Did he do what he was supposed to do or?
1: On all of them, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to give him a 100% grade. No, but um, I can't just sit here and say it was his fault either. You know, I mean, it's it's a little bit everybody, and you know that's not a good sign. You know, is when it's kind of one guy here and one guy there. Um, but that's what happened.
5: Uh, Ryan, there's only you know one football, and you guys have a, a lot of options in the past game. You're throwing it to receivers. You're using the tight end a lot this year. But just to follow up on the screen game with the running backs, I think the backs had. 41 catches in 13 games last year they have nine in nine games this year trey had 27 catches last year is there something in the way the defenses are playing you i mean usually that running back screen game is taking advantage of right their pass rush and then you hit them like that maybe that that kind of play doesn't make as much sense this year the way defenses are, are scheming you guys
1: um <clears throat> I, I don't know I, I think it's a good point point. I, I don't know if um you know i don't think it's it's a schematic thing yeah i don't i don't think so i mean we we tried to throw a couple screens of those guys didn't quite work out we're still working at that to make sure that that's a weapon for us and that's usually been good um and we'll keep working at it you know um i think a little bit of it too is just you know those guys have kind of been in and out a little bit this year so i don't know if we've got the the rhythm and the chemistry that we wanted there um and so hopefully we can get all, you know, all these guys rolling here as, as we head into these last few games.
5: And then just overall, but the whole thing with your offense, you have to win each Saturday, of course. If you don't win each Saturday, then you don't get to where you want to go. But when you think of like big-picture offense in the off season, the last if you guys are going to win a national title, the last three games that you're going to play are going to be indoors in Indianapolis and two warm-weather or indoor games in the playoff. But the first 12 are here does that require two types of thinking about offense, two types of preparation about offense that, of course, we know Saturday's Saturday, but big picture, it is two different things, is it not?
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and, and I think it's very perceptive, and it's something that I thought a lot about in the offseason. I think that's why you know you see us in some of the under-center stuff in the different groupings. Um, I mean, there was a point in that game last week where I was nervous that the snap was going to go over the, the quarterback's head, you know, so we were under-centered a lot more. Uh, but that's like you said—that's playing in the Big Ten in November. So, um, you know, again, that was a little bit of extreme. But we've tried to make some adaptations so that or adaptations to make sure that we're ready for those type of uh, environments. Because then you turn around and then you're in Indy and it's wide open and, and it's you know 72 degrees and on a fast track. So, yeah, you have to have both of those things in order to get to where you want in terms of reaching your goals. Absolutely. Number one, May. three.
6: Thank you very much, Jerry. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of dovetailing off what Doug just asked you, but it's what I wanted to ask you all along. Mm-hmm. And you're standing there on the sideline. You know, you go into that game. You know what the weather report is, the weather forecast is. But I would think you kind of, like, don't believe that it can take away everything, right? And I would think there's, like, two little guys in your head, one screaming, getting the eye formation, two tights, run the ball down their throat. The other is, but well, wait a minute. What about this other stuff we worked on? The conversation's. Ex- explain what you go through in a, in that of just saying, "Now nah, we just got to line up and run the ball down these guys' throats." What was it a little bit of like that?
1: Yeah, you might have my my head bugged. I think in that game, that's, that's exactly that's about, it. that's about exactly what it was. Um, yeah, and that was the conversation during the week. You know, you looked at the you looked at your phone, and you're like, "Okay, thirty mile an hour winds, forty mile an hour winds. Nah, that will be all right. We'll be good. We'll figure it out. You know, like we always do." Well, what if it isn't? So went back watched um, the Patriots play the Bills uh, in the Wind Bowl, uh, went back, watched, and tried to find all the win games from the last couple of years in the NFL, watched the Browns um, play the Raiders in 2020 up there, and it was like 30-mile-an-hour wins, and just tried to figure out, okay, if this happens like this, like what do we do? Um, didn't have a lot of answers <laughs> because <laughs> there wasn't a lot going on in those games. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think you try to um, – you have to. It's a real thing, but at the same time, you tell our guys, "Well, we got to go win the game. We just have to play." And if you make it a bigger game, a bigger thing, then um, it becomes more of a distraction. Um, you know, I thought warming up, we were throwing and, and catching. I saw one of the punts from the other team actually go straight in the air and land on our side of the line of scrimmage. Which um, I asked the referee if the ball is punted and it lands on our side of the ball, side of the line of scrimmage, is it live? Can we pick it up? And he says, "No. If it crosses the line of scrimmage, then." and comes back it's not and then his buddy says no no it is live so <laughs> they had to have a little discussion yeah. and so i had to tell the team if that ever happened like you pick it up and score you know so like it was just it was kind of one of those days but um to answer your question yeah there's there's a part of we just got to go do what we do because we have a really good game plan about what they do but then all of a sudden you have to have this package over here that we kind of put together late in the week to say if it gets really extreme and you literally can't throw a forward pass what do you get to and um and that's you know, so the the, the call sheet was like, you
4: mm-hmm. know, is.
6: Is running the ball uh, in those kind of conditions, but running the ball, period, is there's a lot of attitude involved there, isn't there? As that's much right. as there is scheme, you got it. And do you, do you think your team has fallen a little bit short in that attitude aspect up till now? Third and one, third and one.
1: You got you got to get the first down. There's no there's no excuse for not getting the first down. So there can be 50, 50 guys in a box. You got to go get it. You know, you got to. You got to get movement and the extra guy, you got to run him over. You got to crack block him, get it to the corner and and convert. That's the bottom line. So, yeah, if we're not converting, then yeah, we're coming up short.
4: And final question: second row, the line right? Um Landis, is Right? Again, as you said, not, not trying to pin anything on, on just one guy, but is is there anything with Matthew Jones' foot that is hindering him from down to down and and maybe giving up some trouble with
1: them? I mean, he's, he's um, like a lot of our guys. You know, there's a lot of things that. Um, this time of year, guys are fighting through, and he's a tough player. And um, you know, we think he gives us our best chance to to go be successful. But um, but yeah, I mean, he's like a lot of our guys that have these bumps and bruises right now that he's fighting through. And um, so yeah, I mean, it's that time of year, I guess.
4: Position specific, I guess, offensive line in general. What do you have? A guy, it's not like a, I don't know, a receiver. You can limit his snaps if you wanted to. Like, that. you need those guys to be cohesive and gel together. Does that make it more difficult when you're trying to balance? Like, can I steal this guy some rest somewhere?
1: Um, no, I think it's a good point. I mean, I, I think you can do that in the O-line, yeah. I think you can, you can spell some guys if, if if we think that, you know, he needs that. You know, and that's something that usually we decide before the game. Like, get the you know, injury report, talk to the guy. You know, do we think that we need to, you know, put him on a pitch count? If we do, then we... That we can do that, and I think with with the O line, if it's just one guy, it's not uh, the end of the world. But again, we try to make those decisions going into the game, and we feel like based on what we see in practice every day that you know those five are our best five. Well, thank you very much. All right, guys, thanks.
4: up middle
0: middle 24/7 sports hi Jim. can you get into the the importance of uh, getting pressure on the quarterback when you're just rushing for I know you guys like the blitz as well but just the importance of um, getting pressure when you're just rushing forward how do you feel feel like you guys are doing in that department
2: I think we've been doing quite well I mean last game wasn't a passing game but season long I feel like uh, the majority of our pressures have been uh, for man rush and you know, we're we're doing a good job disguising coverages, and that's, to me, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's when you're really playing well, is when you can get the sacks and the pressures without bringing extra people.
4: Fourth roll, Jacob Bench, the lantern. DJ yeah. hey, Jim, uh, we
5: were talking with Jim. Um, Ryan Rather, a few minutes ago, just about making improvements these next two games because of the big game here at the end of the month against Michigan. Just playing Indiana, playing against Maryland, how important
4: is it maybe tune up or apply the concepts you want um, come that game November 2017?
2: You know, everything, and I, and I just keep reiterating it to the team or anyone who wants to listen. Everything is about habits, you know, that become uh, a lifestyle. So we want to stop every team on every possession of every game. Um, I do not believe that you can, you know, somehow call it out of existence if you haven't done it over and over again when the time comes so we don't talk really about um, so much i mean we have to talk about who we're playing in terms of game plan but the way we play has got to be an everyday every game thing um where you expect to stop them you compete to stop them on that series because when the time comes that you need it um that's all you'll know
4: uh, third row left and Holt, 11 Jimmy yeah, gave up nine third down conversions against Northwestern. four of them were on quarterback runs. Just how do you evaluate the third down defense overall? And then, you know, with the quarterback run, was that maybe something that caught you guys off guard or something you guys need to execute better on
2: the, um, I think our third downs have been good, you know, throughout the year, uh, not pleased last game, you know, um, Quarterback run is always a difficult um, component, you know, in that in that uh, short yardage life, and you know, I thought we had been doing well with it, but I, I we didn't have a good game with the quarterback run, and then we didn't we did not have a good game on third down with the transition um, into a down you know the downfield passing. Um, I've had some experience with this. When I was at Duke with playing option teams, ba- let's face it, basically that's what last game turned into. It was like option football. Um, so when your DBs spend eighty percent of the game where you're telling them, "Don't worry about covering the receiver," you know, get off and have your vision back to what's going inside because they're not throwing the ball. And then, and then all of a sudden, okay, now this is third and eight. They got to throw the ball and you need to tighten up that transition. It's a difficult, it's a difficult transition and and one that I did not do a good enough job preparing them for. So I think that's um, the couple that they made on longer yardages. I attribute to that, uh, that transition. And, and uh, I got to do a better job of coaching that Um, best thing about it is we were four for four on fourth down you know, which is like four turnovers, and in that kind of game, that's what wins you the game. But um, we certainly need to do a lot better on third down.
4: Uh, Second row left, uh, NathanBarrickClevin.com. Maybe kind of an extension of that, but because this game from a
5: a, uh, circumstances standpoint was so bizarre, how different was what you guys saw from Northwestern compared to what you were planning to see? And then, can, without giving up trade secrets, can you kind of explain like how then that adjustment gets communicated down through the line and then how you felt like that?
2: Yeah, I thought the, the adjustments uh, went well. It was very different. They had components of what they did, but uh, when it went to strictly um, that kind of game, like I said, it becomes like option football. And then, you know, there are all kinds of gaps created by different formations and, and, um, you know, you're really going into a new world that we hadn't been into yet in that kind of game. So, you know, I thought we adjusted, uh, well, you know, didn't, you can give up some big plays off of that stuff, you know, cause you're like one guy out of place and you give up a big play. And, um, you know, so I thought we hung in there, communicated down, you know, from me to the field, the adjustments, got it done seven points. You know, I didn't like the amount of rushing yards we gave up or the third downs that kind of extended some drives. But but what we did on fourth down and, and, and uh and seven points pretty damn good. So I uh, you know, I mean, you give the guys credit for that. That's all right. Uh
4: Murphy, twenty four seven sports. We talked a lot early on about three linebackers and adjusting to, to the big ten. How do you feel like this defense has adjusted under you to what you were doing in the
5: last few years to big 10 football. And I imagine you didn't see a lot of weather like that down South as you, as you might hear, how, how has that all been for you? How have you evaluated the way you've changed?
2: Good. I think uh, we've adjusted the system um, to be able to handle some things that you get in the big 10. Never good enough. I mean, there's always room for growth. We're working on it. Um, You know, taking from every every opportunity we get to get better but uh, i think it's it's gone uh smoothly so far
4: right next door, tony
2: Rubin, Park, um, okay um jim hey tony
4: <laughs> <laughs> was that have you ever
6: how are you,
2: you? Um, good, doing good. fantastic oh, thank you hope
4: you enjoy your coffee <laughs> <laughs> have you ever experienced anything like that weather
2: yes yes when i was at uh Duke, we played Boston College. Somebody look it up in a hurricane, and we won nine to seven. Yeah. Tell <laughs> mm. on you. Year, I w- Coach Day wasn't there, so it might have been like 16, 17
4: Brian said, you "Guys, are he, he at least didn't watch a bunch of NFL games." Did you go back and watch that game to see how you, you handled it, or how do you prepare for that?
2: No, I didn't go back and watch it. I mean, I I know what to do. You can't really prepare for it. um you just got to hunker down and fight, you know, I mean, there's just, and uh, really, uh, you got to do what you need to do to win the game. I mean, that's the bottom line to me. Uh, Coach Day has done that well, obviously before me and continues to do it, but, and, and I think now we're working well together. We got to, that's the situation. You got to do what you got to do to win the game. Forget about everything else. You know, yeah, I don't like the rushing stats. I don't like the third downs, um, but we gave up seven points and we won the game. So you know what I mean. I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta remember that myself. Fifteen, okay, all right, fifteen. There you go. Back row, Jeremy Birmingham,
0: rivals. Jim, I know personnel decisions as far as switching out guys or, you know, in different positions aren't necessarily what you're focused on. But in a game like that, that you knew was going to be sort of turning into an options football game, it seemed like you want to have the more physical corners out there. Jordan Hancock did not play. Jair Brown got in a a lot earlier than I think people expected. Is there was Jordan just not ready to go, or was it a situation where he just felt like he wasn't? Gentle?
2: Yeah, the elements, right? I mean, and by the way, Jair did good job, right? He, he he really sat on some routes when they did start throwing the ball at the end, and, and did a really nice job, knocked one away, I know. Yeah, Jordan. I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, you're the field's a mess. I mean, this, this guy's fighting his way and competing his way, um, off of off of a significant injury. So you don't want to uh, put him in, unless you have to, really put him in that situation where he might re-injure it.
4: Uh, Fourth right, Cameron T. Robinson, the athletic. Jim, also you said earlier about third downs. When a team like Northwestern, I mean, it's big. I mean, I think maybe nearly a quarter a half, off a pass. I mean, how do you prepare kids for that when they don't throw and then it's third and eight? Like, it's not something – I mean, you don't. You can't just pull the switch and be like, "Okay, that's
2: a, that's a." How do you prepare them for that? Yeah, I, I really. You only prepare them through experience, you know. And um, I mean, it's just a matter of like. I don't know. The, you know, the sheep recognizing the voice of the shepherd, right? It's like, okay, when I call this certain thing now. I'm asking you to change your mindset. You know, you know what I mean? The call not calling the same call. I don't believe in that. Oh, I call this call and I call it again, but it's third and eight here. This time it's first and ten in the running ball, but you're using the same call and you're expecting the the young man to make the change in his mind. Oh, situation's different. I make different calls. So now I just, you know, it's just experience just getting to say, okay, i I made this call because I really want you to focus on they're going to throw the ball, you know, and for them to be able to click over like that, into that based on, based on the call, you know, I, that's on me. I just got to do a better job of preparing them for that. But we get to learn through experience, which is good.
4: Great, Spencer
5: Holbrook, Gladwell. Jim, I think we we'll talked to you at the end of the spring. You said that you we're ahead of schedule. And we'll talk to you again in training camp, ahead of schedule. September, ahead of schedule. How do you feel second week of November with the big challenge coming at the end of the year about where you guys are right
2: now? Yeah. I mean, I'd still say we're ahead of schedule. I mean, we have not, you know, like I've told you before, we've practiced a lot of things that we haven't used. Um, but we're, at, uh, uh, it's so hard to say because at the Ohio State, the expectations are so high, right? So, I mean, what really is ahead of schedule Um I would say for anywhere else in a first-year defense, you'd say you're way ahead of schedule. For Ohio State, you're just saying, you know, we're doing our job. You know, that's what I would say. Yeah, so we're probably, we're on schedule because we're doing what we're supposed to do. You know, you can't, um, this is what we're supposed to do as a defense at Ohio State, you know, so we're on schedule. The
5: step from being where you guys were in March to now to get to the number six defense in the country, took a lot of work. How much more work does it take to go from number six to number one how that you've went from number, whatever you were last year
2: to number six? Same work. Same work. You know, I, get, you know, I think maybe that's maybe the average fan doesn't understand like, oh, okay, this, what, did I joke before? Like, okay, let me call that defense that gets a turnover. Okay, what's what defense was that again that produces a turnover? Or, or you know, it's it's really the same work, the same habits. It's kind of, maybe it's kind of boring, but it's like the same habits, the same ideals, the same sayings back and forth between me and the players, and you're just trying to get better every day, you know, and and um, don't talk about how far you've come or how much farther we have to go. None of that. Just, let's just get better today. Second,
4: we're right, Bill Landis. Right off. An offense that will throw six, seven offensive linemen, a couple three hundred pound tight ends, and create all those different gaps. How how do you determine when you're going to stay in your base and try to defend that that way, or or bring on those bigger packages like we saw before
2: my Yeah, most of the time it's most of the time you'll go to the bigger uh, packages. Um, You try to mix in staying in the base people. Because you have more options out of the base, right? So you're trying to figure out, okay, are, are they really just going to keep doing the same stuff? Or they, you know, do they have something else out of it, you know? So you want to you mix in base every now and then to make them feel like they don't have you lined up, you know, that you might do something different, you know, that they just can't say, oh, okay, they're doing this, we're doing this, they're doing that. Um, so you mix it up.
5: Uh, right next door, Doug Lane, Maurice, Cleveland.com. Jim talking about the, the third downs and the fourth downs. I guess their first drive of the second half. They had a third and one. Tommy dives over the pile, stops it, has to come out because his helmet comes off. Fourth and one. You guys stop. It looked like Tehran was really strong mm-hmm. at the point of attack up the middle. Just mm-hmm. what did you think of the execution to get that stop at that point in the game? And just how are you up in the box emotionally reacting when your defense gets a stop like that?
2: I was I was pleased. I mean, you know, again, I, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. And one of our sayings is, I, "I say give us an inch, they say we'll defend it." I mean, that's that's what we're supposed to do. So there's zero emotional reaction to me up in the box. Zero, you know, because it's just on to the next next series. Okay, what did we just do there? And it worked. What might they do next time it comes up? If they know I'm doing this, what are they going to do? to That you know, so it's all the permutations in my head. So there's really no time for celebration, but I want our defense to expect to win those situations.
5: That, that moment, I asked Tommy after the game, like he, just the rules. He has to come out on that fourth down, and then he's such an important part of this defense. You guys get the stop without him on the field.
2: Yeah, you don't. Bl- you do you don't ball. blink. Yeah, you don't blink. You know, again. That's the uh, reaction of the leader has a, has a big effect on the team. So I don't blink. I just, okay, next guy in, make, make the call, play, expect expect success.
4: Second roll up, Stephen Means, Following mm-hmm. well, up with what was out here a little bit, you were, I think, earlier this year, just talking about you really rather never
0: come out of that base. You just kind of explains a little bit why. But whether it was early in the season when you've had some three linebacker looks or you had a four linebacker look or. Michigan may make you do some other things. You come into the week already planning on we might have to pull this out, or is it just something like in the moment because you've already no? Yeah, you started. gotta
2: you gotta practice it. You gotta you have to work on it, and um, yeah, you, you like to have some change ups off of it too, you know. So you're not just like I said doing the same thing when that personnel group is in there. But it's definitely something you gotta practice, and then it becomes how much do I need to use it based on what kind of success they're having against the base because like you'd rather stay in base because the base gives you more options.
6: Deep left, Justin Holbrook, WCMH. They had three quarterbacks last week. They're going back to Connor this week. How do you, prepare for a team that is supposed to have one quarterback going in,
5: he had an injury, he so might throw something else at you. And how do you prepare with what they do normally with the quarterback they might give you?
2: You know, they're pretty similar. And, um, one guy may run around a little bit more, but um, I think your preparation is the same. Unless unless there's really a drastic change in what they do um, from one quarterback to the next, you try to keep it as similar as possible between the two different guys.
4: Remember, right, Austin Ward, rivals, 97.1. Jim, I know what the volume of snaps that your defense had to play on Saturday that some rotation up front is going to be required. Part of Larry's philosophy has always been to be fresh in the fourth quarter. So if, if that's the case and JT plays 11 out of 23 snaps and Zach plays 12, is that? are you comfortable with that
2: amount? And it seems like pretty clearly those are your two best
4: linemen at this point.
2: Yeah, I'm comfortable with whatever Coach Johnson does, right? I mean, he is he's a fantastic coach, so I think he manages his players accordingly. But... I know sometimes you get, we get caught up in packaging, right? Like I, I call, I mean, I think they, they had all in the fifties, you know, if I, you know, eventually at the end, but sometimes we get caught up in packaging and, and, and different calls that I make that put certain people in the game. Um, also it's like, uh, it's a four quarter thing. Yes. But it's also a series to series thing. It's also a, in the middle of series thing, you know? So, um, it's 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 a it's a a way that uh he keeps the guys fresh and moving and all involved so I, I don't you know it's been successful so um definitely go with with how he calls it
4: right next door to me row
6: uh Jeron Vincent his in a nutshell has he been a pleasant surprise has he been a major surprise the way especially the way he's played recently etc.? cetera where you because obviously you had no preconceived notion right. of him when you showed up and stuff right it was a five star recruit or high four star is he playing to that level now i mean what what are you seeing from him
2: he's playing to that level if that i didn't even know his level or i mean that you know like that four star and five star stuff you know coming in or or looking at it but he has been um absolutely consistent since i've been here. And, uh, you know, we joke all the time, he and I, about the amount of double teams he has to take on. You know what I mean? It's just not, it's not very sexy, you know, um, but he does that work um, and he's, he's been incredibly consistent with it and uh, really a, a bonus, you know, for me to have inside because then he'll be, you know, he, he can, he can do that. I don't care who you are. Nobody really likes that, but he can do that. But then when we move him, he's athletic enough to make plays, you know. Yeah. both, Yeah.
6: yeah one other thing, I kind of asked you about this off and on through the year, but does it do, does it do any good to complain about hold? Does it, if you found that, uh, I mean, here's a great video, photo of uh, JT Toy out standing up a guy, a tackle on Saturday, and he's reaching with his left arm. You remember the play. But clearly, the, the right tackle's got his jersey and pulling down. I mean, uh, JT seems to have had to run a gauntlet. Maybe others don't this year just to make plays. Do, have you found, does it do any good to complain uh, to higher-ups about that kind of situation?
2: No. It does no good to complain. And I stopped uh, complaining a long time ago, probably in my early 30s. You know, really just – just, um, yeah, you gotta fight. You gotta fight through it, you know. And it's uh, JT, I think, gets it more because he's so athletic. And you know, linemen get out of control. Could probably call it on him every other play, you know, guys that are blocking him. But unfortunately, it's part of the game. But you know, it's an offensive world, so you know, defensive guys kind of hobble along, fighting against the rules and uphill the whole way, uphill both ways, like. Yeah. Like my dad said, when he went to school, yeah, in bad weather, uphill both ways, and they're holding you and double teaming you, high, lowing you. But no, uh, don't complain. Don't use it as an excuse. Don't talk about it with the players. You know, now when they get the, they get one, I celebrate it. You know, hey, you drew a holding call. You know, everybody, you know, clap, and that's good. But um, otherwise, we don't talk about it. It becomes part of the game, and uh, you got to fight through it.
4: I have time for two more questions. Joey Kaufman Columbus Dispatch. Jim, to revisit the quarterback runs at the Northwestern, um, depending those plays,
6: is there any commonality to what you face really in the year with, with Toledo and, and trying to, to defend a quarterback who can move and what's, what goes into maybe – Yeah, I think
2: there's commonalities, yeah. You know, there's – anytime you face the quarterback run, there's definitely commonalities and things that you can learn from it. Um, and it's everywhere in football. And now even in the NFL, you know, uh, they see it. So yeah, there are principles. There are things you can learn. There are things you can point out and the mistakes that you made and why you made them and, uh, and, and how we need to do it better. And other call, you know, and then, uh, there are certain plays where I can point out the player to the players and say, look, I, we have this call. I should have made that call. You know what I mean? When, it, you know, this one is, you know, not great against quarterback run. This one is much better. I should have made the other call. You know, I I, I can take responsibility for that too. They're, they're your
4: comfort level to defend mobile quarterback.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, good, good. You know, I mean, I think we have, at least I should say, we have all the right tools in place. Um, we just need better execution. But I think the guys understand it.
3: final
4: questions, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus, this that. So obviously, you, because of the conditions, you went to four linebackers at times. But just generally speaking, how how confident are you in not just Tommy and, and Steele, but and, and Cody, but guys like Taraji got a snap and and EA and and just the depth there.
2: I think that depth has 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 grown. You know, the more we've been able to get Cody in in three linebacker situation, it's just. More opportunities for me to see him in the game and then, you know, feel okay. If he goes in in the two linebacker situation, he's going to be good. So it's good. It's a, you know, an NEA. I want to start to bring him along, you know, in, a, in the two line linebacker situation. So it's not just Tommy and Steele, but it could be Cody and EA. And I think the more opportunities they get to be in the game and other positions, it's still, it's still the game. And, and, you know, you're talking about, our season on the line, and a seven to six, You know, what I mean, it's, these are like critical points. I don't care who you're playing, and to get those guys in there and see them perform is a good thing for me in terms of confidence down the road.
4: Hold on, Cody Simon on the
2: touchdown line. Mm. No comment. <laughs> Coach, thank you very much. <laughs>